1: I love just how happy and chirpy that particular piece is. It's uh, Ear the Dog, taken from the soundtrack to the movie of the same name as the title piece. Uh, Music there by Christopher Beck. And you're welcome back to the Arts House on Cork's 96 FM and C103. And right at the heart of Cork, of course, is McCurtain Street. And Sophie Motley comes to McCurtain Street as the new Artistic Director of the Everyman Theatre. And she brings a wealth of experience from her work with Rough Magic and English National Opera, the Abbey Theatre, so many festivals and theatre groups here in Ireland and in the UK. Well, it's a huge deal to step into the Artistic Director's Chair and begin to chart a new course and a new vision for a theatre. But especially so when it's the theatre as well known as the Everyman. And it's almost impossible to try imagining taking it on when you can't even physically be in the building oh my god yeah so sophie is still in lockdown in, in the uk and hasn't been able to even move over to cork yet so there was nothing for us but to record their first interview over the phone instead of marking the occasion in person when elmarie rang sophie yesterday Sophie, this is lovely. Like I was literally just saying to you, we should be meeting either in the bar of the Everyman at this stage or climbing the stairs to your office at the top of the theatre or saying, let's meet, you know, in any one of the fantastic bars and eateries that are there now on McCurtain Street. And here we are, you know, this virtual distance between us and taking up a new job in a city that you do know, but at the same time, making all of those big life moves as well as work moves would ordinarily be a massive undertaking taking especially to a theatre like the Everyman trying to do it this way oh are, are you adapting to that sort of challenge?
0: Well I think you have to because it's adapt or die really isn't it <laughs> um so I am it's very strange in that like um the last time I was physically in the Everyman was over a year and a half ago yeah. probably more actually now we're in 2021 so it would have been midsummer 2019 that I was last in the Everyman and that was as a punter so the fact that I am soon to be the artistic director of the Everyman having not stepped into the building in a really long time will feel really really strange but I think um, we've all got used to working from home we've all got used to bloody zoom calls and we've all got used to how to think with other people across virtual waves so I'm hoping that we'll be all right because everybody's in the same boat and I think that that's the one thing that keeps us all connected together and at least I know what it looks like so I can imagine it
1: <laughs> I can imagine that we're sat in the bar of the everyman and we have a pair of pints in our hands <laughs> oh my gosh it, do you remember what that production was that you went to
0: ah what was it I think I called in to meet somebody because the production that was in there was sold out but I'd just been to see theatre for one Yes. Um, Because I remember meeting a friend and then we went over to see the Kirkadarka show down the other side of UCC and sat on quite a cold evening um, having a a, a delightful
1: Cork midsummer experience. You see, there you are. So you've been at the heart of it. And like they say, little did you know when you were calling in to meet somebody in the Bar of the Everyman that less than two years later you would be returning as artistic director, albeit virtually for the beginning.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen to you, do you? What made you decide to go for it? Um, I left Ireland four years ago to run Pentabus and Pentabus has been real special to my heart because it's a rural theatre company and it's not far from where my parents live and like I've made rural theatre for years but I said when I left that I wanted to come back to Ireland because I've lived my whole adult life in Ireland and it's my home and there's not very many jobs in theatre in Ireland, and I left Dublin well before I left Ireland because um, it's too big for me and it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, and I moved to Wicklow and uh, worked as a freelancer there. And I think I was just really lucky that it came up because I went away specifically to learn how to be an artistic director so that I could come back and do the next level of jobs in Ireland. Because I think a lot of the smaller companies in Ireland are run by an artistic director that, that started them up. So there were, there's not so many opportunities. So I came to England, I've learned how to be an artistic director. I've spent a lot of time around my family, which has been really lovely. And this, this came up and I just went, oh, there you go. That could be my ticket back home.
1: Like I said, you've done all of that work with Rough Magic and the Abbey and so many opera companies from English National Opera to Wexford Festival Opera and all the rest of them. But Pentabus is the UK's national rural theatre company. That's quite interesting, a concept. We don't have anything like it in Ireland.
0: No, I don't think we do. And I think maybe that's because Ireland is a rural country and uh, rural stories get into the cities, whereas England is massive. And, um, like, theatre in cities in the UK tends to stay in cities and tends to be about cities. Pentabus is not far off, 50 years old, so it's been going for a long time. It does work similar to the way Druid would have worked when they very first started in that um, the idea is that why should you have to go to a city to see brilliant
1: theatre? It's also kind of similar to the way the West Cork Fit-Up Festival works. And that's another former artistic director of the Air with Jeff Gould. Oh yes, of course. Well, there you
0: go. We've all been making theatre in rural communities. I've loved it because essentially you're commissioning really high-class writers to write plays that are tiny um, and write plays that are going into small rural communities, into parish halls Mm. or village halls, and what's amazing about it is you're not in a theatre space, you're walking into a community space and that is the space where everybody's been to weddings, funerals, the of of all of it and they're seeing a play there and you turn up and build your set and produce your play and the audience watch it and then you take it down and you disappear. So it's sort of kind of magical ninja theatre.
1: I love it. (laughs) What a fantastic description. That's so great. You know, and and moving then to being the artistic director of a physical theatre, which has to begin in a digital space, really, really is such a challenge. Or is it that much different from already knowing the physical building to try and curate some sort of a digital programme initially? Is it too confining to imagine that there's extra challenges because you're new to this particular building? I
0: mean, I think it'll always be extra challenges because I'm new to the building and I don't understand yet the reason why everything has been programmed in the past. But at the same time, it's a sort of a brilliant way to start because you can begin small, and as you learn, you can start to make bigger projects. So I'm I'm really, really lucky because the team at The Everyman are so incredibly experienced. And Naomi, the producer, really knows what she's doing and has been programming the venue for the last, well, I guess for the last four or five months. And she's got some fantastic connections with local artists. So I'll be really building on what she's been doing learning from her for a while, and trying to imagine what what the digital everyman is and what what that character is and how we represent it, whilst at the same time learning more about the character of the everyman itself.
1: Have you been glued to the Play It By Ear series?
0: I've loved it. It's just been a real treat. Um, I think particularly at the very beginning of the first lockdown, we all, well, I did anyway, really enjoyed watching digital pieces because everybody released videos of their work and a a lot of plays that I'd missed I was able to catch up with and then you get a little bit of digital fatigue and then came along Play It By Ear where you could just listen and imagine and that just felt really, really wonderful. I've really enjoyed it. It's also been a great way for me to get to know uh, all the brilliant artists that are in Cork because the everyone was producing so much. So I think five or six of the Play It By Ear pieces were written by Cork writers and obviously all performed by local actors. So it's mm-hmm. been really great for me to get to know people uh, before I physically and uh, digitally get to know them in person.
1: That's it. And there is a great network in Cork. Gillian Hennessy over in Triscoll was also talking about that and she, she mentioned, you know, that in terms of moving online... It has almost sort of forced the hand of so many theatres and venues to become miniature television studios, if you like, and that all sorts of production has had to happen between radio, podcast, broadcast and uh, streaming services. Everyone's had to sort of suddenly learn on the hoof in terms of digital, but there is also that network and that connection and like there is a great team in the Everyman, but you know, in terms of bedding in with your colleagues and starting that relationship, it's, it's a tough way to be doing it on zoom isn't it it is it is it's
0: i'm might be a weird one because i really like zoom um for a <laughs> some strange reason when i meet people in person after yeah. i've been on a zoom call with them i feel like i've already met them because oh, so, like, you know i've because i've because i've just spent four years being in the middle of nowhere in england and a lot of my friendships have been with pals in ireland via uh, whatsapp video or some sort of video yes. energy or some sort of video thing, it means that when I see them, I feel like I saw them last week. And uh, often, like one particular friend should say to me, oh, it's so great to see her. I'm like, yeah, but and it, it felt to me like I was in person, real life with her a couple of weeks previously. So I'm really hoping that's going to happen with the gang at the Everyman. Um, because it does, it does feel strange. Like I'm starting to create these really lovely working relationships with people that I've not met in person yet. I'm going to say also, like you're seeing a tiny bit of people's homes as well, and uh, <laughs> there's I think there's something lovely about that mm. with Zoom. You're feeling the real in
1: way. Creating that sort of uh, relationship with colleagues is one thing, but creating meaningful theatre experiences, you know, it's impossible to recreate being in a theatre, no matter how many cameras you bring in. It's not going to be a television studio and it's not going to be the theatre experience. It, it is going to fall somewhere in the middle. So that's sort of the the initial hurdle, but it's only the start of... What we will hope will be many, many happy years at the helm of the Everyman. So I presume when you come into a, an interview situation, you know, you have your short, your medium and your long-term goals that you'd like to put on the table and everything will be organic and grow. But you know, so I suppose it, it really has forced you to focus the mind immediately digitally to begin with.
0: Absolutely. And I think you're absolutely on it there, Amory, because that digital theatre experience is not a live theatre experience and it's not a television experience. And that's really important to recognise. And I think once you recognise the parameters of it, then, uh, then you can work within those and you can think, OK, cool, so where does my imagination need to go? And where does the imagination of artists need to go? I don't know if, if you caught the Garson Lazar work-in-progress performance of uh, one of Beckett's novels that was performed last weekend in co-production with the everyman and the coronet in london and it was brilliant because it knew it understood that it wasn't live theater and it understood that it wasn't television and it created something completely new that felt something in between because you had this brilliant fantastic close-up theater acting that was enabled it, it was able to be very small and delicate because the camera was right there but it still somehow felt like it had an energy of theater I think that's very hard to do but at the same time it's giving us creative challenges and that's what we all need in a space and a time where a lot of things are really still for us and are not changing.
1: All of the challenges are there. Ultimately it boils down to the to-do list you have today and tomorrow <laughs> taking things yeah. in little steps, you know. So are you a list person or a mind map person or a, a vocal notes person? How are, you, how are you managing to keep track of the move, the life, the new job and everything at once?
0: Um, I love List, but more importantly, I do. I love uh, a whiteboard, with uh-huh. lots of different colors. Yeah. More of a mind map than a list, but I, I like to have things to look at to remind me uh, and then to spark off ideas. So I, I'm really missing that actually because. In my office at Pentabus, I've got a big old whiteboard and a big map of the UK that's got pins in it of all the tiny little villages that we've toured to, and I'm missing that ability of just writing something down and looking at it and thinking about it and then adding something to it. So, um, like, the way you work changes when you have to go online, I think, but I'm, I also have lots of different notebooks, different notebooks for different projects, so that's not changed. Writing, writing things in notebooks has not changed. <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully now you'll be having a diary full of Cork contacts and it'll all move back into the theatre at some point. But until then, I'm really excited to see what you're going to unveil in terms of the first chapter of your digital curation in The Everyman. And the biggest, biggest warm hearted welcome to you to Cork, Sophie.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to uh, to, to getting to you uh, and, and really starting to become part of the furniture and I'm beyond privileged to being able to step into those hallowed halls of the airman it's been a really inspirational building to me as a freelance theatre maker working in Ireland and the fact that I can now be that person that works with more of those freelance theatre makers is really, really exciting and we just need to support our artists through all of this because
1: it's, it's very tough out there It is, and until you get here mind yourself
0: I will. Thank you so much.
1: It's just such a pleasure to chat to her. That's the first of many chats to come with Sophie Motley, the new artistic director of the Everman Theatre in Cork. Planning for your next trip?
0: Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,